Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome in on a Wednesday morning, July 26, 2023. Start out in the capital city at 72 degrees and clear on our way to that high, as you heard right there in the upper 90s with that heat index. Oh, yeah. 107 today. Hot July weather. 107. There's Tim Ruza joining me once again. Good morning, Jack. Today, this week, as we've got Caleb and uh, Mark out, Johnny Cadillac and Matt McMaster in. Chris Lofkin will be in a little bit later with Time Saver Traffic. And, uh, yeah, we're going to... We're going to feel it today. We are going to feel it tomorrow. 107 right now is the number I have for the next two days for that topping out of the heat index. 106 on Friday. A little relief, actually, on on Saturday. Heat index maybe that doesn't even hit 100. And uh, so, uh, (laughs) you know, a bit. uh, Monday's 101. So, yeah, it does look like today, tomorrow, Friday are going to be your... Your three of the worst days. We got, we're going to have a clip on this on the sound off a little bit later, but not. It's not just. It's not just Lincoln. It's not just Nebraska. Uh, this is probably the hottest, not only week but day of the entire country. Today, the is? entire country with huh. some of the forecasts that are out there. That's interesting. Today, so we're going through it with a lot of other, a lot of other people. From all over the Midwest, obviously the Southwest has been ridiculous there for a long time. Even up in the Northwest now, they're seeing some really hot temperatures today. So we're all kind of going through it here for a few days. Yesterday was a weird... Yesterday I was all kind of psyched up and ready for this this hot day. And I got outside at about... Oh, it was about 6.30 last night. I, I was uh, came outside and it was cloudy... And it was really humid oh, yes. and, yeah. and a little hot, but there was like a breeze that was cool. It was a weird, I don't think that's just what it's going to be today. I think it's just going to be straight up, straight up hot uh, and humid. But there was something weird going on yesterday. A lot, yesterday's experience outdoors was an odd one, right? <laughs> like there were moments when like, I, especially like late morning, if you walked outside, it was like pleasant. Yeah, I, 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 like, <laughs> I'm glad I, I wasn't I had a coffee me- I had a coffee meeting like mid-morning yesterday. It was like a pleasant morning sitting outside, like just right. talking there were, uh, on the patio. And then, and then you, I don't know, it was humid off and on with like every once in a while the breeze would come up and it was okay. Uh, but yeah, I, last night went for a run at about four thirty, five oh. o'clock or whatever. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't super, it was not as miserably high. You just couldn't breathe. <laughs> like, That's what I feel like was, you're swimming underwater. So it was uh, the combination of, of completely humid. Oh yeah. A kind of oddly yeah. nice, cool breeze that went along. Every, with it. If the breeze was there, it was fine. The cloud cover made it, uh, you know, acceptable. Like, yeah. <laughs> if, was, if the clouds had not been there, I do, cannot imagine what yesterday was anyway, like. Anyway, I don't think that's happening today, just no, FYI. No, so I uh, wouldn't. Those uh, three digit numbers on the forecast. And I'm Oof. seeing, I'm seeing uh, sunny skies today. I am not seeing um, a lot of clouds, especially as we get into the midday and into the afternoon and a uh, pretty much a zilch chance of precipita- precipitation. Dog days of summer, Jack. Over the course. That's right. Dog days of summer. But you know what? Enjoy it. Enjoy it because 
kids, parents. Okay, parents, you're probably looking forward to this, but kids, <laughs> kids, it is now. Let me do the math here. One, two, and, two and a half. Two, two and a half weeks. Is that all? Two and a half. I was, it's two not quite and three, a yeah. half weeks. It is two weeks from Monday that uh, you will start classes or Tuesday, depending on what grade you're in, if you're in LPS. And so you got two full weeks of summer left. You can finish up this one, and then there's two of them, and then you get to school, and then you put those phones away. You put those phones away this year, and you, so you better get you better get that phone use in big time over the next <laughs> two few more days. weeks to stare at your screen. Finally, <laughs> because if you didn't hear it, LPS That's announced a big change. some yeah. some changes. The changes are. Are, are mainly the actual differences are going to really come for high school students. That's where the big changes are. Um, I, 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 if having having a child in middle school, I think this is uh, kind of what they what they had going on last year as well. But they announced a new student cell phone policy. So here's what the new policy is: uh, elementary school. You're in elementary school. First of all, you're in elementary school. Why do you have a phone? Sorry, I said it. Sorry, I said it. It shouldn't I'm have sorry. to be said, but yeah. yeah I, saying, I, I, I completely oh, agree. Why? Uh, you, but it's hard. Go yeah, to an yeah, elementary school and see how many kids have phones with, no. taken out of their backpacks after the day is over. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry if I offended anyone there. But <laughs> but uh, LPS had the expectation if elementary students have a phone, keep them turned off and in their backpacks. During the school day, also they say, really, we'd rather you don't even bring those here. At this point, you can contact the school office, and they didn't say this, but they said, but I think deep in that whole thing is the same thing I said: is your kid's too young to have a phone. Sorry, uh, we waited till thirteen. We did. We waited till till thirteen. Um, actually, we my my my. There's a little dispute between my kids because my son waited till thirteen. And daughter got one at twelve. Daughter got one at twelve. The although youngest, the youngest, started, always gets it a little earlier. Although she started out with a flip phone, so it wasn't. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> it was. It was not a smartphone. It was. That was. That was mainly about uh, you know being gone at activities all you know constantly and sometimes needing rides and stuff. But has now transitioned to the smartphone. I got a phone for my seventeenth birthday. So I bought one. Uh, the summer after my senior year of college, that was the first one I had. Nice. So I went. I went through. It, it, I, it's it's a real. I'm that real borderline generation that I didn't get like regular high speed internet until I got to college. I didn't get a cell phone until after college. So yeah, it's my it, childhood was completely separated. It is. From those it just, yeah. It gets younger and younger. <laughs> I was I was fifteen. And my brother, who's two years younger than me, got one at the same time. At 15? So he was 13, and yeah. So middle school students, if you're a middle school student, uh, all personal electronic devices must be powered off and out of sight all times during the school day. So not allowed during the school day. That includes, obviously, classrooms, but also hallways, common spaces, lunchrooms, restrooms. I don't care if you're between classes. I don't care if you're having if you're at lunch. I don't care if you're at recess. We ain't turning them on in middle school at all. When that final bell rings, 3 o'clock, whatever it is, you can turn them on at that point. But as that school day is going on, you don't turn them on. Uh, if it's in the locker, 
That's fine. Put it in there. But it's turned off prior to the start of the school day. And if you see him in the hallway, you're going to get a warning. Ugh. Yeah, honestly, like, well, yes. Psst, clear, obvious rule. Hard line there. I mean, not is in all capital letters. Shall right. not be allowed during the school right. day. Uh, they're going to let him wear smart watches, but they can't be used for communication purposes. That is impossible. All of this, Jack, and this is my question. I, w- I would love to hear from teachers, but this is going to be, it's going to be policing cell phone. I mean, teachers are going to spend the first three weeks at least policing cell phones now, and doing nothing else. I think, mid- right? I've got, well, here's the thing I would say. You think middle schoolers will like just. Put their head down. And well, the only thing I'll say to that is I don't think that's a change in from from last year in middle school. That was I think that's I mean, my daughter was at middle school and she if I had sent her a message about, hey, someone is picking you up. You need to walk home. She would not get it until the end of the school day, uh, which was fine, which was fine. But they couldn't turn it on. Same thing during the school day. So hopefully you've got kids that are conditioned to that. You bring up an interesting thing about the smartwatches, though. They can be worn, but they can't be used for communication purposes. I don't know how, I mean, you're going to have a hard time. I mean, uh, mine does not, like, I, I have an Apple Watch. I've had it for years Do now. Do you text out on your Apple Watch? Some, occasionally, but you, like, by voice, I don't, like, <laughs> you can do. Can you do you that? You can, like, I'm... draw with, you can you draw with your finger to oh, make geez. the letters and stuff. And then I think the new version has, like, a keyboard on it now. Okay. Like, mine's the older one. It does not have yeah. it. But, uh, yeah, I'll text, like, you talk to text, but. And mine only has Wi-Fi, or it has to be within range. The cell phone has to be on. It's right. using the phone to do so that. So yours would. But if work. you had like the, the if self. you got a plan with it, oh, yeah. Oh, there's kids yeah. that got. Oh, there's a lot of kids that got those. If you got the little ten dollar plan or whatever, and the yeah. more expensive watch, you could put a little oh, earbud in and. Got those. I don't know. You'd be talking on your. See, phone I got a, I have a Fitbot, a Fitbit, and I can't send messages with it, but I can receive. So you can them. See what you get. I can get if. But again, I guess that would be if my phone's on. Same thing. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess if if there are kids who have the iPhones that have their own cell plan with it, that they might still be able to get messages that are coming in. Um, and the you know that'll be that that might be one place where the teachers still have to do some work on there because that's not as not as obvious. Um, and then the uh, high schools. Now this is where it changes, Tim. This is this is where I think this the 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 policy is pretty different. So. Personal electronics devices must be powered off and out of sight during the instructional period, so during classes. Students may use their personal devices before and after school, between class periods, and during lunch. So your difference between middle school and high school is that in passing periods and at lunch, you can get your phone out, you can turn it on. You can't so the, use it. The bell rings, point. you pop it out, you turn yep. it on, and you start scrolling through TikTok yep. for the five minute walk yep. to your next class. So you can put it in your, you can have it in your pocket, right. pocket and turned off, hypothetically, during, it, class. during class and still be following the rules. Same thing, smartwatches may be worn, but cannot be used for communication purposes. So that is, um, that is the plan. Uh, they also laid out step one, step two, step three for violations <laughs> of like this. That. Like so they've got. There's, there's nothing about this that's objectionable. Like it just seems like a really, like a very difficult to like wield policy for teachers. I just I just feel like it's gonna be a distracting uh, thing for two weeks, three weeks. I it's, guess kids I, are always on their phones, man. We were. We were at the mall last week for the first time that I've, uh, we haven't been to the mall in a long time. We just took the kids to like walk around and see what's up down there, right? Indoor mall. 
They're just kids just walking around on their phones all the time. Like right. it is all the time. Right. I mean, I'll defer to the teachers, but I think they're also probably relieved a little bit. I would think. I just suppose, because yeah, I suppose now they have somebody to back them up. You don't like, have anything to. You don't have. It's to, not. This is my classroom right. policy. I can't. Stuff. Like I couldn't believe. Uh, I. Uh, See, you know, when you have younger kids, you've got a, you've got years where you don't really follow what's going on with school-age kids, and you don't really know what's happening with school-age kids. Maybe you're kind of there right now, um, and then you get, and then no you, idea what's going on in schools right. yet. You have no idea what's. We go to we go to church <laughs> right. daycare. Right, exactly. <laughs> a few years, a few years later, that'll change. And I got into that world as my my son got older, and I couldn't believe, like, I didn't even think kids were able to bring cell phones. I was shocked to find out the kids could bring cell phones into schools and in some cases into classes and in those sorts of things. Like I was shocked. I couldn't believe <laughs> I thought there was no way they were letting them in. And and then all of a sudden I was like, Oh really? I I was wrong about that. The other thing that high schools are doing is they're designing a digital hall pass system for students to request to leave class during instructional time. So apparently it's going to be on their Chromebooks. Each student will be allowed three student-initiated passes per day uh, to go to the restroom, library, office, nurse, counselor, or other classrooms. Uh, teachers could allow passes beyond the three-pass limit. Um, so uh, if they don't have the Chromebook, a staff member can create a digital pass at the rest request of the student. So I don't totally know how. What exactly a different what, experience! I don't high totally school know is. what that means exactly. But. Uh, it means you're not raising your hand and asking for the. Uh, we used to have. I mean, different classes had different approaches, but there was literally when we were there it had these like little blue slips that had to be signed by the teacher, and they tore out of a book and. And I we, mean, I was like from a small school. <laughs> you walked like you could literally see out the window of the, the classroom and see the bathroom door. I think I went to the bathroom between classes. I mean, outside of there being some usually, medical situation, I just did it then. Usually, well, uh, I don't know. I can't. I just old, can't imagine. I'm, gonna, I'm going to electronically Mitchell. log into my Chromebook. I guess three times a day. Geez, when you got tens of thousands three of students, three times you're a day. Holy cow! You never know what's going to come up. Man. We didn't have. I'm I'm feeling feeling like I don't know that such, we got a limit. I'm, I'm feeling like <laughs> such an old man right now. But jeez, uh, three a day, holy cow! Oh man, I yeah. So yep. there you go. That's what's happening this school year. That's what it looks like. I you know I feel good. I feel happy for teachers, and I hope that's well placed. But I feel happy for teachers. But I can't imagine trying to teach classes with phones out. Listen, we go through it at our own house as parents. Trying to parent with heck, phones I on. I have a I have problems with it where I'm like, oh man, why am I looking at my phone? <laughs> like it just, I don't know. It sucks your time away. I hate the thing. Yeah, but, it is. But I have it, and I'm a I'm a grown adult, and I still can't do it. I cannot imagine what it's like to be a 15, we have 16, the, 17 year old. We have this thing in our house navigating this world. We have this saying in our house that's really been weaponized. Um, and that's when like someone is talking to someone. Be present. It, oh. it, no, it's, okay, it's <laughs> if if if, be if my you know my wife will say something to my my son and he's clearly not paying attention, doesn't respond or something like that, and and I say to my wife like, Hey, Megan, it's phone time, okay? Maybe just leave him alone. It's phone time. <laughs> Give him a minute. No, the so that became that became a thing as we act like people f need phone time. The the problem is it gets turned around on you sometimes too. I know. That's what. Family. That's why. Yeah. The rest of the family, because then if I would ever slip up just a little bit, and you're looking at your phone. And it's like, hey, Dad, sorry, I interrupted phone time. I know it's phone time for you. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and you, what do you do? Yeah, I'm doing work. <laughs> that right? Right? Isn't that always the go-to? <laughs> it's a very important text. Sorry, I got an email. <laughs> very. This, this is a very. <laughs> <laughs> this is required to keep the city of Lincoln updated on what's happening. It's about the well-being of the city. I don't think your Snapchat messages are about the well-being of this city. No? Yes. That's the difference. <laughs> I say things like that. Sometimes it's not true, though. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so anyway, there you go. Two and a half weeks. Two and a, I, got, I, got two we- I got two weeks till I got one kid who moves out of the house, goes to college. Two weeks till the other one. Uh, goes to her second year of middle school, and for those of you who have elementary age school kids, I remember, I remember this countdown. I remember this countdown. Tim, you got this soon. It's exciting when it's getting close. <laughs> <laughs> it's really exciting yeah. when it's getting close to to that school year. Whew. I know it'll be nerve wracking those first years of kindergarten, those sorts of things. But we're talking second, third, fourth grade. You're like, thank goodness. <laughs> for the school year. Thank my heavens for the school year. It's like your summer in some ways. It's very nice. Yeah. Right. Especially if you have interesting childcare situations during the day. Oh. But anyway. All right. But that's a uh, that's time that's passed in my life now. All right. There you go. That's what's going on this morning. 625. Take a break. I got to check sports, I guess. Next on KLIN. Severe weather means interruptions. Check closings and cancellations anytime at KLIN.com. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. Hi, welcome back. Glad to have you with us. And just a reminder, request line Friday, two days away. And, uh... We're gonna use uh, whatever so whatever song you think might bring a little relief from the heat. Uh, I'm gonna call it audio air conditioning for Friday. Whatever that might mean to you, unless it means Christmas music to you, and then I'm just not gonna play it. But uh, and that's my that as a creator of Request Line Friday, I reserve that right to to do that. So uh, I'm not playing "Baby It's Cold Outside" 30 times in a row, and I know that's not even technically a Christmas song; it's just a winter song, but. Uh, I I don't know. I was just thinking maybe, maybe we could be a little bit more creative with that. So we'll see how this goes on Friday. We, we, this could be, this could very much be my fault on the, on the, uh, on the theme here, but you also, it also could turn into a really fun morning. I think we could, we can do it. So text those in. I have faith in the creativity of this station's listeners. I guess I don't know what I expected really when I said, but, uh, uh, you know. Uh, but the, the yacht rock there's song, Paul some, Davis, cool change. Somebody ought to play that. Or there's got to be some great just, songs uh, about air conditioning out some, there. Uh, summer breeze, maybe. Uh, so, well, summer maybe, people request summer breeze about every other week anyway. So some ice cream truck theme song. Yeah, and it doesn't even have <laughs> to be. And the know. lyrics don't have to even literally be about being cold or. Cool. Yeah, let's get creative. If let's there's get, just something, you know, I always think, even though the lyrics don't necessarily match it, like. Don't go chasing waterfalls by TLC. That always seems like a summer, like in the, at the swimming pool type song, right? Sure. Always cooling, cooling things off. So th- maybe that gives a little idea. So be creative. Something that just that sounds good. That's a good distraction. There, put that on there, and you can text that in to four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred, and we'll have some fun with that on Friday at the end of the week. 
All right, let's see. Where shall we start? Oh, guys, did you hear the big news in labor relations yesterday? They got it done. The UPS. We have avoided catastrophe. And the Teamsters came to a settlement in principle that still has to be ratified. But this probably could have been pretty bad if this thing happened and went to a strike. But don't worry. It ain't happening. Next week, the workers will start voting on whether to accept a five-year agreement that Teamsters President Sean O'Brien described on Fox News as... A $30 billion deal that will go in the pockets of all our members, both full-time and part-time. UPS CEO Carol Tomei called the agreement a win-win-win that will keep the company competitive and continue to serve customers. The sides agreed to end a two-tier wage system and add a paid holiday on Martin Luther King Day. Teamsters members will vote up or down from August 3rd through the 22nd. Gernal Scott, Fox News. All right, so I don't, FedEx may be disappointed by this. I'm not sure, but uh, it was uh, going to be an August 1st strike. UBS handles about 20 million packages a day across the United States. So that gives you an idea of exactly what uh, what would happen there, and you know it was it was interesting that the Teamsters came away said the union rep said we demanded the best contract in the history of UPS and we've got it we've changed the game, um, so that I mean at least the leadership oh you kind of want to pat yourself on the back when you do something like that but the leadership seems very happy about this whole thing. The total increases amount to 275 an hour in 2023, $7.50 more an hour um, or more than 15,000 a year over the length of the contract. So we uh we avoided the was it the train strike? We avoided the UPS strike, both of them. The train strike took didn't then the feds get involved in that or like yeah. I mean, like the president was like directly yeah. involved in helping yep. settle that one yep. so um it doesn't sound like it got to that level i mean it's still got to be ratified it probably probably does but they're still a potential strike at the that's end of true. august jack that's true 10-day strike could have cost the u.s economy according to uh anderson economic group could have cost the u.s economy seven billion dollars had that actually had that actually happened so wow yeah uh, oh, and and by the way, it's it is interesting just to to look at this current full time part time uh, current full and part time workers are going to get two seventy five uh, more per hour, seven fifty more per hour over the length of the contract. Um, part timers currently make about twenty dollars per year under the agreement. That would move to twenty one and advance to twenty three dollars over the next five years. To give you an idea of the kind of dollars that we're talking about in these jobs. And you got to lift a lot of boxes. Got to lift a lot of boxes. Out in the heat. And, and tell you this, I know some people who work in this industry, not necessarily for UPS, but uh, those uh, th- that last week or so before Christmas, not a fun time to work. <laughs> not a fun time to work. So, uh, speaking of the economy, Fed announces, we touched on this a little bit yesterday, but the Fed is making another announcement today, likely to increase interest rates once again. The central bank wraps up its two-day policy meeting and will make an announcement on interest rates this afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern time. After taking what has been called a skip in June, the central bank is expected to raise interest rates for the 11th time since March of 2022, a quarter percentage point to a range of five and a quarter and five and a half percent, its highest level in 22 years. Most 
most economists predict that the hike will be the last, though they caution that the rate, which affects many consumer and business loans, will likely stay at a peak until well into 2024. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. So is this it? Is this the end of the era of March 2022 to July 2023 uh, hike fest for the Fed? Perhaps. Have things stabilized enough in the economy, or will they have the next time this happens, like I mean, going into 2024, uh, they're not going to do it again? I am no expert on any of this, but it's, it's, it is high, right? Like, this is, this is kind of incredible. And the fact that it keeps going up, Jack, makes things super tough. The 11th increase in nearly a year and a half, like, I don't know. I got, I have a couple of friends trying to sell homes or that are like looking, that are need to move and are looking at homes. Have you checked interest rates on? I can't imagine. On like buying a house right now? Like, listen, you're talking. That is as, that is as prohibitive as anything for people who need to move for whatever reason, for jobs, for whatever. Like, this, it's got to change, man. You need a new car? What are you going to do? You're talking to somebody who bought a house in 2008 and has done like three refinances since then because the rates have been advantageous I mean, at various yeah, times. I mean, personally, personally, we refinanced during the pandemic and saved ourselves a ton of money. It's like, it's, Property taxes have made up for that, so thank right. God we did it. But uh, <laughs> Thank God we saved that money. Uh, but I can't imagine having to buy a home right now. I mean, and I guess that's, um, I guess that's the point. Yeah. I guess that is the point. Now, the question is, so, so the, the some of the experts think this might be it for the raises. The question, I guess, then is when do they start lowering them after this? Are we yeah, talking twenty twenty four? Are you holding steady well into twenty twenty four? You know what what exactly is going to happen here with this thing? So we'll see. There's a lot that goes into this, and I'm not going to ex- you know plan indicate that i'm some kind of an expert on you don't have a master economic indicators in economics took a high school class in it at good old lincoln east i did do that one time i did do that uh probably talked about it in college a little too but i don't remember it too much uh all right what else do we have going on today uh oh you know what today is tim you know what is today all of a sudden you know there's normally the hearing going on now anymore in, in uh, Washington, D.C., in front of a House committee or something like, ugh, I don't want to see the grandstanding. I don't need to see the, the, the rank partisanship. I don't want to see any of that. That's not the case for one of them today. You know why? Because it's about UFOs, and they're bringing in a dude who's got a pretty good resume who's pretty sure the U.S. has not only a spaceship but maybe a dead alien. In there. What? Yes. (laughs) The hearing addresses the most important questions of all time. Is there other life in the universe? And are there truly UFOs? GOP Tennessee Congressman Tim Burchett called the hearing. It features military pilots who've seen strange things while flying for the U.S. Burchett thinks the government has something to hide. I guess you could say, why are they still covering up Kennedy, the the Kennedy assassination? One witness is former intelligence officer David Grush. He contends the military has pieces of a craft that is not from Earth and may even hold remains of an extraterrestrial pilot. After the first hearing on UFOs in 50 years in 2022, Congress mandated the military document claims of ufos in last year's defense bill at injected in my veins tim this guy this <laughs> this dude is gonna say something absolutely mind-blowing today 
and it is going to change the news cycle. So buckle up. I mean, buckle up. You can you you can forget the 2024 GOP candidates. You can forget Hunter Biden. You can forget Trump's indictment. You forget everything. It's all aliens all the time after today. And thank goodness, I am as in as anybody on learning more about alien life, UFO. This is this is cool stuff. But at some point, Jack, we got to start talking about Congress leaning into this for headlines, right? <laughs> like, like seriously, these guys these guys are pushing it like. They have to, they're the only ones that can get the information that ha- like, they control the government. What are we doing having these hearings if hey. they know the answers? At some point, we're just, you know, trying to get headlines here. Uh, we got, listen, we it's have, a, got- it is a road show. It's a reality TV show here on UFOs. We have, just got- tell us whether they're real or not. Uh, we have got people who are high ranking folks in either military or the intelligence community. Intelligence community official David Grush, he's going to say that the federal government has found alien vessels. <laughs> so cool. He is going to say, a intelligence community member, an intelligence employee, is going to say, we got spaceships we're hiding from the public. Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. But he will Buckle also up. acknowledge, he does not have firsthand knowledge of the alleged program. He will testify that as part of his duties, he became aware of an alleged covert government program to recover and re-engineer crashed alien spacecraft. So it's not just that they're hiding them, it's that they're trying to... uh, As part of my duties, scrolling through the Reddit, subreddit, 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 I also became aware of... Yes, he will. He will acknowledge he does not have firsthand. Knowledge. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Just, just do it. This is either real or it's not. Like, my, what here, are we doing here? Listen, here's what he says. My testimony is based on information I have been given by individuals with a long-standing track record of legitimacy. So there you go, Tim. That should take care of your concerns and service <laughs> to this country. That, that is many yeah. of whom Long- also shared compelling evidence in the form of photography, official documentation, and classified oral testimony. With this. I mean, and the Tennessee House member said, this isn't some about this, about about the people who are testifying. Tennessee House member Burchett says, this isn't some good old boy who had too much to smoke or drink in the woods and thinks he spotted something. That's an actual quote, Tim. That's an actual quote. I kid you not. That's what I'm telling you. These guys are just leaning into the television side of this, right? That's, well, they, that guess what? Guess what? Mission accomplished. I'll see you there. There. I'll be I'll be watching today. Fascinating. Wouldn't that be <laughs> just imagine if he walks in in like a, an alien spacesuit like, sits down at the table. Like, I didn't tell you, but I had this in my closet. Like a tiny, like a tiny little like model <laughs> model spaceship. Man, like here it is. Guys. If he pulls out some pictures, you and, do you remember when there was, <laughs> it absolutely goes crazy? Like oh man, some, what did we do? Wasn't there some <laughs> video that went around years ago about some alien surgery that they did that was fake what? and everyone thought it was real? That's a thing. Google it. I, I, that one, that is what I'm going to look at. I mean, I've seen the videos of the planes, right? So well, the, it was on TV. It was on TV in the 70s the, or 80s. The Navy pilots or whatever. Yeah, but, I don't know. Uh, well, it's hot today here, as I told Tim. It's uh, but it's if, I mean, it's kind of hot everywhere. It's not like there's too many places you can go. At least in this country, you can go to Australia where they're playing the World Cup. It's like 55 there, and they're all wearing stocking hats. But outside of that, eh, wherever you are, it's probably hot. More than 250 million Americans are expected to see. 
see above average temperatures during what's predicted to be the nation's hottest week of the summer. According to the Fox Forecast Center, we'll see widespread triple-digit heat from Phoenix to St. Louis and at least the mid-90s from New Orleans to New York. Wednesday forecast to be the hottest with all but the Pacific Northwest, seeing above average temperatures and roughly 75% of the U.S. expected to see highs at least 5 degrees above average. The National Weather Service reports Phoenix reached 110 degrees Fahrenheit for the 25th day in a row. And the U.S. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration reveals last month was the hottest June in 174 years. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. Legit question. At this point, why are you living at Phoenix year-round? I mean, why are you... 25 days is I a, can't, that's a slog. Hey, I mean is does do, does December through March really make it all worth it? That's what I want to know about Phoenix residents Maybe. full time. Maybe. Because guess what? I really want to be there then. I definitely <laughs> want to be there then and I may be this year now that they got flights there. But other than that, other than about, you know, 35% of the year, not at all. 25 straight days, Jack. 25 straight days. And then, you know, Northwest is getting it. Southeast is getting it. Everybody, everywhere. What did you say? 250 million? Somewhere in that, around that? That's, that's almost, that's almost everybody. It's almost everybody. 300 some million in this, in this country. Uh, a, a, a big problem right now. Now, we, we've obviously heard of shoplifting, but there's a difference between, and we're going to do Crime Stoppers in a few minutes, so good time to bring this up. There's a difference between shoplifting and what's happening in a lot of retail situations now around the country that is more like uh, organized retail theft that is put together. It's not just somebody taking one thing off the shelf. This is becoming a bigger, bigger problem so that these retail companies are having to take steps to uh, make sure that they're they're avoiding it. Four states have formed a task force with Homeland Security to battle organized retail theft, different from shoplifting due to the massive amounts being stolen and the sophistication of the thieves. And in some cases, law enforcement says who is behind it? Drug cartels. And targeted Ooh. theft on a massive scale is changing the way stores do business. Dollar Tree has stopped selling men's underwear. Ulta locks perfume in cases now. Home Depot ties down power tools with steel cables. While one factor behind the double digit growth of organized retail theft is the internet. Third-party resellers can often move warehouses full of items online and remain anonymous. Wait, are, are, wait, are drug cartels really flipping dollar store underwear for a profit? <laughs> is, is there major money in flipping <laughs> there, underwear? I mean, I get it. The price is low from the beginning, but how much more are you getting for that it's a real, It is a real problem. We have a bill introduced in the legislature almost every year on the topic that deals with the the last part of that, which is the online resellers, right? So I go still steal a truck full of drills from Home Depot, like whatever, uh, and then post them all online through Amazon. That's what, yeah. So that's where the crackdown comes yeah, from. Yeah, that from I the get. Capital, right? I don't get the <laughs> underwear at the dollar store. <laughs> which I didn't even know under, they had underwear. We are leaking profits. Did you with know stolen they had underwear undies. at the dollar store? <laughs> Oh, I mean, I thought they were like napkins if you had to get like a birthday party going on the fly or something. What's like interesting that. to me is like that's the thing they pinpoint as the one place we can no longer we can no longer afford to leak cash <laughs> right. with the stolen underwear. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So bad.
Uh, all right, let's see. Should we do one more? We'll do one more here. Uh, if you are a Spotify subscriber, well, congratulations. And I know Tim isn't, but uh, congratulations. Nope. You are the latest victim of a price increase by a streaming service. Spotify is up to 551 million active users. The company reported that it added 36 million from the previous quarter and hit an all-time high for the company. This comes as the Swedish streamer announced it was upping the cost of its premium plan, bringing it up to $10.99 a month on par with Apple and Amazon Music. Additionally, the music giant added 10 million paid subscribers to reach $220 million. The company has been trying to balance the budget amid escalating costs. It's laid off 200 employees in June. They also cut ties with high-cost shows, including ending its exclusivity deal with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle in June. (laughs) Shelfly, no Fox News. I'm out. I'm out then. I, I've been a member since whenever, I don't know, whenever you could go premium on that thing. 2011, 2012. It's the same price as any time. other streaming oh, so I know. They were just the first one. So, the, I, yeah. I don't know. That you got to pay for your content. And I got on my playlist there. So, you know. Uh, all right. That's it for your sound off. We're going to talk to Officer Prince Chad. Prince You listen to LNK today <laughs> with Jack and Friends on KLIN. When you're thinking Huskers. Boy, Nebraska. Pitch yourselves. What a rally. The Huskers pouring it on. It's 11-4 in the first. Think. 1,499-3. KLIN. They done it. And now LPT needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK Today. All right, 656, it's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN, Officer Chad, LPD. Good morning, Officer Chad. Good morning, gentlemen. How I'm are not, you? I'm not going to ask anything specific, but it sounds like it's been an interesting week or so at work for uh, for you and your cohorts. Huh? A little bit of changeover. Those things happen every yeah. once in a while. Um, yeah. This is the third time that I've had a change of leadership. And it happens, huh? It is what it is, yeah. you know? Yeah, we'll, and, we'll we'll go on. And the men and women keep doing. I mean, you know, you guys keep doing what you're what you're doing. Um, Always did all week. Do your job. All the yep. things kept going. Nothing. None of the needs changed. Of course, no, in the city. no, not at so. all. Um, you know, we're not going to change the level of service that we provide. We kind of pride ourselves on on giving a quality service for you know what we're asked right. for. Right, and you're so. and everybody's prepared, you know, to, yes. to do this in an interim sense right now. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, this is a minor bump on the road. We're going to keep on keeping on, and you know, we're we're just going to do our jobs. Let's talk about what is going on then. Uh, what do we have with Lincoln Crime Stoppers this week? Well, how about we do Designer Shoe Warehouse, where these two young ladies walked into a shoe store, grabbed about three hundred dollars worth of shoes, and just walked out. Really? Yeah, I don't Did know. Did they put it in the in the baby stroller? You they know, had a baby stroller. It looks like they might have, and there's actually another story on here about somebody that had a baby stroller and had the husband carry the baby while they loaded the baby stroller up with other stuff. Okay. But we're not going with that one. Okay. We're going with credit card fraud. Okay. I would have called this the hornswoggle of the, the week, but somebody else called it credit card fraud. Uh, This guy used a bunch of different credit cards throughout the entire city. We're talking thousands of dollars of loss here. Jeez. Um, My guess is some of these credit cards were likely stolen in a larceny from auto. Okay. Which... I was going to say, how do you get your hand on um, several credit cards there? Pretty easy. Uh, Larceny from autos are an easy one. You see the people do the pickpockets or the distraction uh, thefts at stores. Mm -hmm. So just do yourselves a favor. Don't store anything valuable in your car. Always lock your car. Like I said last week, my vehicle got gone through about a month ago in my yeah. driveway. Luckily, I don't have anything worth stealing. So, 
<laughs> go yeah, go through you go through that glove department yeah. and see what you find glove they, compartment and see they, what you find. They honestly helped me out because I got two bags of trash out of the car. So <laughs> you don't want out. you don't want any part of that console. I can promise you. Uh, <laughs> I honestly appreciated it. So there was some stuff in there I forgot I had. All so. right. Check that out. Uh, how can people help out if they uh, may have information on any of you these? You can see any story we have on crime, LincolnCrimestoppers.com. Leave an anonymous tip there. Call 402-475-3600. Get a cash reward. All right. Hey, thank you very much, Chad. Appreciate what you do and your uh, cohorts do, and we'll talk to you next week. All right? Thank you, and I'd be remiss if I didn't say UFOs are real. <laughs> Way to end it with a bang. <laughs> 7 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln. <laughs> From the Mobrick. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is Ella and K Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome back to LNK Today with Jack and Friends. We've got 72 degrees in the capital city. On our way to that high of 97, heat index 107 today, and yeah, it's hot. But you know what cools you off? Getting things off your chest that are bothering you. At least I believe that to be the case. And luckily, we give you that opportunity to do that just thing, uh, that exact thing, I should say, with what chapter I had Wednesday. Tim Hrus is in with me today, and uh, so he and I will take the things that you want to complain about today. Yeah, just for a segment, then you put it away, then you go back to being the uh, pleasant person that you are, right? The the person who's getting things done with a stoic attitude, that sort of thing. But for this 15-minute segment, this is your chance to finally do it, and we believe that you will feel better after it all is over. So, phone lines are open at 402-479-1400. Also, you can text that number as well. If you've got something for us, let's go first to the phones today, and Mike joins us right now. Good morning, Mike. What is chapping your hide today? Good morning, guys. What's up? Hey, Jack. It's uh, you and Joe Jordan. <laughs> oh, great. What What's the problem? You guys talked all yesterday morning about valuations. Yeah. But not once did you bring up levies or taxing any of these. Or anything like that. Valuations are probably about thirty percent of the issue. I'd say taxes are the seventy percent. But anyway, oh. that's just that's just that's you know, just, well, I, just in my own defense, real quick, Mike. The news was about the valuations. The valuations I, are the thing I, that are going to be changing. So, uh, we, the levies, we, the levies. Right. Well, listen, we've talked about that a lot just because there's a lot of people think the city is the biggest levy, levy and it's not. No, so, no, yeah. no, LPS. Yeah. LPS. Anyway, anyway. Also, when you have a friend get in your car for a ride and they think they got to slam your door shut to get in. <laughs> like they're stronger than they expected or something? Well, no, they, like the door won't catch if they don't oh. really, really hard and the, and the car shakes. <laughs> Overly <laughs> aggressive door shutting. I like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I got you down, Joe, for tax levies and aggressive door shutting. Shutting the door too firmly. All right, see you later. Yeah. All right, 402-479-1400. Give us a call there.
Yeah, I didn't get it to, to, hey, to man, levies at that point. Taking taking I mean. the windfall is the default uh, modus operandi. The funny thing of the public body, right? We just we're gonna we're not increasing the levy. We're just taking in a half well, a billion dollars say, more this year. That's funny is, that right? he said that because the opposite conversation happens so often when we say, "Well, the city budget came out and there's no rate increase here." And the mayor will come out and say that, or the LPS will come out and say that, and everyone's like, well, actually, there is because of the valuations. <laughs> and it, so now that went the other direction. It absolutely works both ways. Uh, and you cannot have a conversation about public entities and what they tax without talking about the valuation increase of the tax base from the year before, along with the present tax rate. Right. Uh, right. And it, I don't know. It's a very it's a complex thing. He, You're not wrong. Mike's yeah. not wrong. Yeah. Uh, I'm just right. playing whack-a-mole, though, when you change the law around one and you don't consider the other. All right. I think we might add some other calls, but we don't yeah. know. 402 What's going on, Johnny? Well, mine's two and three. Every time I get to let it, me, I'm not hearing them, and then they hang up. So okay. Let me, see if I can just, right now. let me see if I can just throw this person on the air since we seem to be having problems. Uh, good morning, KLI, and you are on the air. Who am I talking to? Do we have the? Uh, do you have the? Do you have the phone potted up? You, yeah, you I just mean, had Mike. All right. I was gonna say we wouldn't have had Mike right. on otherwise. Well, yeah, you're right. That's a good point. Uh, let's try one. Let me see if I can get this one. All right. I'm sorry, we're not hearing people. Let's see if we can hear this. Good morning, Caroline. We're on the air. Who's this? Okay, we have no. Uh, apparently, we have no phones right now. Uh, I'm sorry. I apologize. I have no idea what happened. I'm not sure what happened. How it went from Mike working to none of the, none of the phone lines working. I would say that definitely chaps my hide, and I have no idea how that exactly happened right now. Uh, but I'm going to busy out these lines if they're not working, and one of them is. I'm not sure about that. So 402. Uh, don't. I shouldn't give the number anyway. I apologize for that. <laughs> we can go to Facebook. Text in. Text in. Let's Facebook go to Facebook. Too. Let's go to Facebook. I'm going to busy out the line. Sorry, everybody. Uh, first one on Facebook. I think this is, it's from the LNK Today account. Some, does, somebody did not switch their I'm, account on I'm, their phone. I'm going to guess <laughs> that would be uh, Mark Vale. He, uh, he's, uh, he's traveling. Um, uh, had a family situation he had to travel for. But he, uh, he mentioned on there, landing in Phoenix at 8.45 p.m. And it's finally cooled off to... 114 yeah. degrees. I am excited to ask him when he gets back what if that experience is like. If the dry heat really does make it less bad. Like what is what is 114 degrees right. in dry heat? Like Yes. What's yeah. crazy to me, Jack, 25 straight days of that heat, everything has to have just like it's baked by yes. this point in time. Yeah. There's uh, no there is no like sense of comfort whatsoever. Yeah. Mark will be have an interesting first hand experience. I think the phone's working. We have that Paul on line okay. three. All right, let's go back to the phones. Uh, good morning, that Paul. What do you have for us today? Well, first, I I don't know what to say, but technology, technology. <laughs> I mean, it's not the most modern technology. It is a landline phone, by the way. <laughs> yeah, a, there's, a, there's no computer I mean, system the, here. The, this the, is not. Uh, <laughs> we're not exactly dealing well, maybe, with AI here, Paul. Operator error. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I, apparently, I knew how to work them for 16, almost 17 years, and I've just forgotten now. That's probably it. Uh, all right. Three, what, words, for you, three yeah. words for you, Jack. Yes. Early onset Alzheimer's. <laughs> uh, at least you said it right. You pronounced it right. Anyway, uh, what do you got for us today, Paul? I'm sorry, but Mike, we've known each other since kindergarten. 
It was one time that I slammed your door. Uh, all right thank you that paul i appreciate it uh all right uh, so it looks like we've got one line that works 402-479-1400 uh, if you want to try that so we've got the other two closed off right now so the one that works and i don't think that is user error we'll see 402-479-1400 if you're calling earlier you couldn't get in it looks like you'll be able to now uh let's go back to the facebook page steven says what chaps decide giving up diet coke and other Diet soft drinks. Yikes. Tim, I, I'm glad because usually nobody that I that I work with has that addiction that I have also. I know you do. Oh, I'm, I have a problem. I have, uh, a, I have a problem. I have no desire to give it up, though. I've got, I'm not close to admitting that I have a problem. I'm not close to... Uh, to, you know, it's going to take a major intervention for me to, to say, yeah, I'm going to stop this thing because... If that's if that's the worst problem that I've got of consuming something, I'll be happy with that place for the rest of my life. I trade all of the other issues for that one issue. Yeah, absolutely. I've I have tried at times in my life. I have tried to drop the soda. I went I went cold turkey caffeine canceling like in 2018. Why, by the way? Why? Mostly to see what it was like, right? And I'll be honest, with you, like I like I you literally have the withdrawals. I had the headaches for like two weeks. Like it wasn't that was a real thing. I I went almost six months with like no caffeine in my life. I still my problem was I drank soda. I just drank caffeine free soda. Oh, okay. And so then I was like, I'm gonna prove to myself it's not the caffeine that's the thing. Then I had a kid and that yeah, I, so why it was maybe you, a week after we had the child, I was like, I gotta have a cup of coffee. I, 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 I am, I am and, and maybe it's about heart problems or some some of those things. But I always am interested why people give up. A, it's I mean, ba- it is di- objectively bad for you probably to put a caffeine. Sub- I don't, well, have you ever? I mean, not how not, different can caffeine be from like nicotine or like whatever? It's a uh, stimulant. Significantly, it is a stimulating drug that cause. I mean, yes, you are addicted. Go to, to your caffeine. doctor and ask if a diet coke or a Marlboro is better, and then we'll see. That's probably as much about the <laughs> medium in which you are absorbing it into your body. Okay, as ask anything. if a diet coke or one of those uh, Zin packages are better. They're the same. It's stimulant. I don't know. I have no idea. But they're both stimulating one drugs. One of them is actually physically addicting. And what? so is caffeine, man. I'm well, telling you, like, yes, it is absolutely physically addicting. No, <laughs> I don't. I always hear people saying that. I'm curious, Stephen. It is why, absolutely physically addicting. Stephen, I wonder yeah. why. I wonder why you are giving up diet. I mean, I'm not questioning you, but I do wonder why people. Why people do that? Is it- I talked to a friend last week who's trying to get off of it because of the acidity in carbonated okay. beverages okay. I get and that. in soda. Like, bad for your teeth, bad for your health, I know. all those things. There's always people who send me, like, nightmare pictures of teeth situation, but... I think that's I, I don't I don't know that that's really a huge I, my dentist hasn't said anything I go to the dentist every six months dentist, ah, your, your teeth look pretty bad from that diet dentist <laughs> floss your teeth you need know, to floss more and stop drinking diet soda that World Health Organization report on aspartame came out uh, and they said it's only a carcinogen in like huge huge uh, I remember uh, as a child being told it. that that was going to be a problem. Also, you drink a Mountain Dew Zero. I don't even know if that has uh, that probably doesn't even have aspartame in you it. You bet it does. So that has aspartame. I'm pretty sure it's just diet Mountain Dew, but with like a different additive to make it taste a little more. There was one time more I, like 
Snippy or whatever. I tried zero. to get one of those uh, one of those diet pops that uses like stevia, the one that they have in the those health food so section. Bad. It was one of the worst things <laughs> I've ever so put in my bad. mouth. They're so bad. I got like the because I'm a diet Mountain Dew guy, and I like I got the <laughs> yeah the, the one that's mist. supposed to be diet <laughs> Mountain Dew. And <laughs> yeah, it was and it was rain. To, it was one of the worst things. I can't remember the brand. It was one of the worst things I've ever had. Don't buy the pop in the health section. There. You're better off just not drinking pop. Yeah, yeah. Just don't even go down. <laughs> <laughs> don't i can't believe that there's a market for it anywhere it's so bad uh all right uh steven says i'm wondering if jack is still chapped from his last walk across lincoln it's been a long time now it's been a he didn't make a what, guarantee a year this year i know global i warming's talked got about global it. warming has it kind of got Jack's. less interesting because nobody was <laughs> that <laughs> too many like, temperature fluctuations here. maybe i need to go the other direction and make a fall maybe to adjust for global warming i need to make a fall guarantee of no 100 degree days of no no 90 degree uh, days there could still be a 60 degree guarantee but i guarantee you're not going to have any any highs of above 60 anymore then you they, oh you could do it the first snow walk <laughs> you can, <laughs> Wait, yeah this is <laughs> cold weather I, I don't 30 know 30 miles either. across the city in, in the true. snow it's, go, it's gonna Let's be like stop. november 16th i'm i am here for this like i will literally we will find a snow plow i'll drive it in front of you let's do the first blizzard walk ever <laughs> uh roger asked a question that i'm gonna be honest i had the same thought he said, I'd like to know why Canada can't put out a fire. It's been burning forever. It really has. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it's probably huge. I, it's got to be huge, right? It's got, like, right. <laughs> Kathy says, when a cashier asks if you want your change back, yes. Does that happen very often? Who want your change? I guess it. I don't pay with. I don't pay with money. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> anymore. That's like, true. That's a good point. I just. That's not. I don't use cash enough to have that experience. It's, it's very rare. Well, um, I was gonna say to me, if you're going to like a grocery store or something like that, you want it tip at, then it would make no sense to ask if you want your cash back. You should just automatically assume. I do wonder. Back. I do wonder, Kathy, if that's like a restaurant setting I think or I like do a, remember. at the coffee shop, I guess. Like, that's a different one. I give you five bucks. Like, but, but that's an aggressive. Like three pennies. That's aggressive. I mean, the other thing, and I just had a debate with some friends on like one of those group chats about this, but the, the aggressiveness of the swipe systems now, like the square or whatever yeah. at the place, and it asking you for the t- prompting you for a tip every time. And it's like, what do you do? Because the, they're staring you. I know. They're looking at you. It's like, I just got my Chipotle burrito. You like I just when they got say, my coffee. Like, don't you love it when they say, it's going to ask you a question? Exactly. <laughs> like, I, that's something yeah. you have to train the, like, I, worker to tell you what to do. But yeah, I know, Haley, and it's going to be a no. Okay. Well, I like, mean, here's the, here's the other problem, though. And I've, I have never worked on that side of the register since that's been a thing. But if they, if you, if I walk away and I don't finish the, like, button pressing, that has, Ugh, that like, has made like, me, I don't know, what for if, better or worse, that thing has made me consider giving tips at places I never even would have thought about it before. Oh, I definitely just give tips at places I wouldn't have ever I, even. I'm sure like, I This do is too. not a tipping establishment, I, but except I like, that it's there, and I'm like, like well, I guess I'll throw I still have extra. enough worry that I'm not being I'll click a, the 10% or the 15%, yeah, just right. the auto number. I still have that much, I'm still that worried, I'm still that insecure that I might be a jerk. That yeah, I'm, yeah, I don't uh, want him to judge uh, me as I walk out, right. the person I just met and will never see again in my life. Yes. Yes. Regular establishment. If I go there regularly, the way, yeah, maybe. Same like, thing. Different you deal. Know, I I hate when they make the uh, the the actual in person cashiers ask if you'll donate. Do, do, do I do not like the uh, the I, donation things? Like, listen, all here for the cause. Really have like well, 
first of all, a lot of times I have some questions about the cause. <laughs> About exactly like was like sometimes they get. Would you like to round up to give children school supplies? Of course I would. (laughs) But is that what's happening? And why is establishment X getting the credit for that contribution? Sometimes they'll be so general too. It's like, would you like to round up to help children? And it's like that's all for the puppies today, Jack. It's for the puppies. (laughs) I and and, and, uh, number one. First of all, if you're going to do that, just give me an option on my screen so they don't have to ask me. I don't have to make public with that whole thing. And, you know, if it is a cause that I I do want to give to... thing is, that's just not how I'm going to do my no do- donations. I'm glad to, to be making donations to especially local causes. I don't really like to do it through that situation. And I I feel bad for the cashiers. Mine is mine is always about the back end and I just I am always skeptical of the accounting side of that. Like is the is the store getting some sort of credit for having collected the money and then re- making the contribution? Like this is revenue that they're getting in. How is that accounted right. for on the back end? Like are they getting a charitable contribution for the extra 24 cents that re- they round up for me that they give? <laughs> right. Am I am the customer making the contribution? Is the store getting credit for this? Or, a, how's it working? Can I get a tax receipt for this? Exactly. I mean, like, <laughs> like, are, I have no idea. I don't understand it and it always makes me skeptical. I have just defaulted to And no. it's like you're at Walgreens. Not, I usually say no thank you not today. You at Walgreens or the grocery store or something and then all of a sudden they ask it and it's always when there's like five people in line right behind you who are in earshot. It feels like there's a spotlight from the entire do you want to round up today to help children? No. Uh all right, back to the back to the phones. We got one more phone call. It's uh coming in. This is Howdy John. Hey Howdy John, I got I, I got about a minute. What do you got? Hey, I can't wait till the IRS comes and says, Would you like to round up your <laughs> Money to help our poor government. There you go. If I got the tax receipt at the register, I could just write it off anyway, and we wouldn't have well, problems. What chaps my bottom is you go to these places like Subway or something, and they have the big screen that everybody slobbered on their hands, <laughs> and they ask you, what do you want? You want extra? You keep hitting, and it drops down to something else. And you're like screaming at this stupid machine. I just quit before and walked up or drove up. Said, "I'm giving you my order <laughs> verbally, <laughs> like in the olden days at Subway." Thank you, and John. I'm definitely not rounding up now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate it. Um, let's see. Le, uh, Logan says the fact that I've always forgotten some of the last two times I've gone to Walmart. LOL. He says that and people who just sell an item when you have them set up to bring it and they don't message you and sell it. LOL. Oh, that was about like Facebook uh, selling and that kind of stuff. Forgetting stuff at the grocery store. It's every time. It's every time. And uh, the times when I realize it, uh, it's it's even if it's on a list. My thing. It's always the thing I don't really need. Today, yes. I always get the stuff I need today. Yes. It's the thing that I need like two day tomorrow or for the weekend, and I'm like, I gotta go back now for I, the one thing for when company's coming on I, Saturday or whatever. I have an Amazon list, like a Echo Dot thing, where I do my list on, and I've had apple cider vinegar on that list for <laughs> for eight months. And every time, I, not an important. Every thing. time at the grocery <laughs> store, I'm like, I mean, I don't really need this now. I'm not gonna do anything. I'm definitely not using any apple cider vinegar in the next two weeks, and so I'll keep pushing it off and one of these days i just gotta buy it because it's driving me nuts uh so there you go uh todd says people who don't remove their facebook marketplace garage sales postings after the weekend's over lincoln loves their garage sales they'll still get people there and then will keeping in the mood of everything having fun with it presidents that bribe countries to pay a son and himself
<laughs> Way to get the bit, Will. Uh, all right. <laughs> We've got 74 degrees in the capital city. That was going long, so i got to do a quick sports. Coming up after this on KLIN. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these. It's time to count them down. The five things he'll be talking about today. This is the Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 74 degrees in the capital city at 738. Jack Mitchell along with Tim Hruza today, sitting in with me one more day. Uh, and we're going to count them down, the five things that you are going to be talking about today. So let's get it started with number five. Oh, yeah, I have to read these. <laughs> so weird. Love it. It is so Love weird. It. Lincoln continues to be in a heat advisory. That's going on until Friday night. Heat index expected today. Up to 107 degrees. Uh, excuse me, 107. Yeah, 107 on the heat index. Same tomorrow. Uh, on Thursday, actually, I've got it topping out at 106 tomorrow. And then 107 again on Friday. If you're wondering when there's a little relief, a little bit better on Saturday when we get into the weekend. Heat index is uh, looking like, at least according to the forecast, won't get into the triple digits. Then it does one more time on Monday. Uh, and then it looks like maybe a bit of a more significant cool down coming up at the end of last week. But next three days, uh, today, tomorrow, Friday, uh, we're definitely going to feel it, as is much of the rest of the country we talked about earlier. But I did want to point out, my point with one with this here is that it's not it's not as bad as it could be. This is what, uh, what uh, I've, I've often heard, my mom used to say this often, could be worse because it was... 1936 this week, and I'm sure you've seen the picture, Tim. The picture at the state capitol with oh, all yeah. those people laying on the ground, sleeping overnight on the lawn of the state capitol. That was 1936. That week, the high that day was 115, and the overnight low was 91. There was no air conditioning in most places, so people went to try and stay cool. And so there was a big slumber party at the state capitol, and uh, that's what they did. Weren't a lot of public swimming pools at the time. Uh, they would open fire hydrants up to give people a place to cool off as well. So, unlike 1936, it's not as hot, number 87 one. 87 years ago. 87 years ago. It's not as hot, number one. Number two, we got air conditioning. Number three, we got swimming pools all over the place. Although, that said, all that said, would that be... I shouldn't even say this. Would that be kind of fun? Have a sleepover with a bunch of people? <laughs> would people would people do right, that well, now? Right. Would that even be a consideration to go just, uh, we're going to camp out, can laying ask, on blankets uh, on the also, lawn at the Capitol? can I ask a question? Why didn't they just go in their own lawn? Or just, why the Capitol? I get, with that, that is that is that's an interesting question. I've seen this picture a million times, and I've always wondered Never, that. And why did they? Who organized the? Was <laughs> let's it, all head on down to the Capitol. Like, was it really? Was it because it would be maybe a little more fun if it felt like a group activity? And they, they probably would not have had the weather forecast that we do today. I don't know what was a weather forecast. Like, would they have known like two days in advance? Hey, it's going to be so hot. We should all have a slumber party. That's a good question. Or was City-wide it citywide slumber party? Or did they send out like telegrams to each other and be like? <laughs> going to the Capitol, gonna be a crazy. Also, I mean, here's the thing: Wait, you no, no, it. don't say going to the Capitol, gonna be crazy. That's different. <laughs> That's not different. Different. <laughs> we'll be wild. Connotation day. Sorry. Uh, I w- 
I would love to see a map of Lincoln in 1936 too. Like maybe it was only like four square blocks at the time. I don't know. I have no idea about how large that. The Capitol was big, but how Lincoln wouldn't have been yeah. a ton. I have so many questions. Also, it doesn't look like people brought pillows in these pictures. They just brought blankets. Yeah, it's like a picnic. And spread them out on the grass. Listen, I, wonder, I, <laughs> I don't quite know how the engineering... The how have I looked it, at this picture so many times and never questioned any of it? It's like, yeah. well, that's a, that was a cool thing they did. I once. mean, listen, I know we didn't uh, have everything in 1936 that we had now, but I think we had pillows in 1936, did we not? That's not a, a particularly... I mean, it's hot enough and it's hard to sleep. Why don't you bring some pillows, guys? <laughs> that would help. Maybe we should. Maybe we should do. Maybe for the hundred year anniversary, someone should organize a re get together in like right. what, thirteen years from now. Also, I'm looking Sir at that picture, folks. I see at least set it two, up now. I see at least two people wearing pants. Oh, I, they're just in their clothes, sleeping out there. Like okay, guys. I mean, hundred hundred degree listen, overnight low, and we're just laying in our jeans and our. I don't mean to be the ugly guy from the future, but there are some things you can do, okay? Cargo shorts, it will exist someday. I mean, this is not exactly using some sort of uh, alien technology at that point. It's, wanna... called, it's called taking your pants off. You can do that throughout all of history. I, just, I assume that listeners have some idea of what we're talking about, but maybe maybe nobody Maybe this isn't oh, this, as like, I think widely this picture spread is ubiquitous. Picture. Just Google it. Just Google it. I mean, I, yes. 1936 yes. Nebraska Capitol, hot. <laughs> I'm assuming that'll probably do the trick. Basically, it was yeah. so hot, everybody slept on the lawn, and there's a picture. Yeah, I've seen the it's black I've, and white picture. It's published every middle of the night, all the time. It's published, but you can go look at it. And I, I, listen, I'm sure it was tough. I should, I should shut up. Yeah, I mean, they were. It was yeah. All right, uh, moving on. Number four. I don't want to say anything to offend people who were sleeping there in 1936. Uh, new phone rules at Lincoln Public Schools. Which, by the way, they start classes here in two and a half weeks, uh, so it's not going to be a whole, uh, a real long time. But LBS has changed phone rules. Um, especially the biggest change comes for high schools. But basically, here's how it works: Ele- they're asking elementary schools, "Hey, just don't bring them. Right? That would be best not to bring them. But if you have them, backpacks, uh, they never come out. They're turned off the entire time. For mi- and don't get them out in the building. Middle schools, okay. Middle schools." Kind of the same thing, basically. Hey, if you're bringing them, they're turned off. They're in your locker at this point. They're never on in class. They're never on in the hallways. They're never on during lunch. They're never on during, I don't know if it's called recess in middle school, but when you're playing outside in the in the yard, any of those times, not till that final bell rings. It's basically, I think, what they did last year, from my knowledge of having a daughter in middle school. And then high schools. Now, this is the one that's different. No no phones in class at all. Yeah. No phones in class at all. They are allowed in high schools to use them passing periods in the hallway, during lunch, uh, when they're not actually in class time, unless there's a project or something that the teacher's asking them to do it for. But that's what I think the big change is going to be. They tested it out in a couple of places last year. They got enough positive reviews that they're going to do it. It seems to me it makes all the sense in the world. I don't, this is I'm not something that I have contemplated ever, Jack. Like I just, I'm not at the point in my right. life where I got high school kids or I anybody was there even close. A while back, yeah. My, yeah, I mean, we're we're trying to decide how much TV we should let our children watch, if any. Right, uh, is where we're at in our lives. But we talked about this earlier, and it's fine. I mean, it really has clicked. Like my initial concern was how do teachers end up policing this the whole time? But to your point. This is probably a reprieve for them, right? You might have a classroom policy, and then you're just bickering with the kids about when they do and don't have to put their phones away. 
it probably gives them enough cover to say, look, we have a consistent policy, and here's what we do, and I'm taking it away and putting it in the special place yes. for the first time. Yes. And, um, then the second and third offenses is when things start to escalate. I I don't know. 2023 is a totally different beast. Maybe this should have been in place before or whatever, but uh, yeah, to the It'll be hopefully it'll be better. Listen, right? For the classroom all, environment. Whether, I cannot imagine teaching kids. Whether Can't you've got kids or not, you've had an uh, you've had a situation in a meeting at work, maybe with coworkers or just friends or something else. When you're trying to communicate with someone who's on their phone, you might have also been the other part of that interaction at some point, being the one on the phone. It's really it, it's a lost cause. <laughs> it can be a lost cause. It can be very frustrating. It's amazing. It is amazing how completely ignorant we can be of the world around us when we're on our phones. And so I can't imagine you would... I I was surprised that was ever a thing, that you could do it in classes anywhere, to be honest. How... (laughs) I wonder if if teachers in a classroom today have any recollection of what it used to be like to police note passing? (laughs) Are we going to go back to, like, like throwing the paper football folded note that flies across the room and, like, you're like, Jack! Some of us had teachers where they, if they caught you, they would read it out loud. Right. You remember that? <laughs> right. I mean, kids, you, I'm sure kids have been like text messaging this now, but like we're, we're going to go back to notes in a yeah. high school classroom. You know what we got in trouble for? Making the little folded up paper footballs. Right. And, and kicking, then we'd flick it across, we'd kicking, flick it across, across the room and then field goals for them. <laughs> you, know, you know what I got in trouble for once in elementary school? Sneaking gum in my mouth. There is, there and, is, and an holding th- it up. I didn't even enjoy the gum. I just held it up like I had a a wad of chew in. There was up an, in the corner of my mouth. There was an entire art to folding notes, like origami, right? Yes. To like the star shapes oh. and like the intricate cube shape yeah. note folding. Like that was, huh? yeah. Anyway, maybe we're going back to the good old days. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, All right, so moving on. Uh, They're also going to be doing digital hall passes as well at the high school level, which go through their Chromebooks, get three a day. i got to be honest, I don't totally know how they work, but my main hope is that it makes makes life easier for the teachers and the people who who are working in these schools who I know that they're, you know... They've lost a lot of people who are doing it. It sometimes is a tough situation, and so let's make it as good a situation as it can be for these people so we have people to teach in the schools. Number three. All right. This, uh, boy, just saw this now. Interesting story here. Uh, Evidently, uh, Redway Airlines uh, has uh, made an announcement that it is going to cancel three of its original destinations. Now, we just had the news... Was it this week when you were here? Too? Was it just yesterday we talked about this or last week that they're going to go to Phoenix, uh, Phoenix and Tampa? I that was we at talked the about it a little of, less yesterday. Yeah, no. yesterday. But they also now have announced that it is going to discontinue its flights to Austin, Texas, uh, to Atlanta, and Minneapolis. In fact, you've only got like two weeks to get on those flights if you want to. And they're going to discontinue Austin, Texas, Atlanta, and Minneapolis. Uh, Redway CEO said those markets don't make, unfortunately, don't make sense to continue. And another quote that he had was, "I'm more disappointed that in myself we picked a couple of markets that ultimately didn't work." Um, and that's uh, Lincoln Journal Star had a story on this that was uh, written by uh, Pat Sanjamino. And 
you know, it's interesting. Sounds like they're not coming back in the spring. Um, I don't know what this means overall, Tim, about this whole thing. Because they are adding more in the winter. The Austin, Texas one was always a little odd to me. Austin, Austin is a pretty good. I think it's a pretty good vacation city. Like uh, when I, I mean, when I was in law school ten years ago or whatever, like it was a place that you go, kind of a party city, a place to go see, do some stuff. I feel like, I, I mean, I feel like maybe that's a college age destination. I don't know that people think about going there on vacation or spending four days in Austin. It's no. not a, it's not like the tourist trap you necessarily think no. of. Um, there's some business connection to Texas and it being like the capital city and stuff, but I don't know. Apparently, yeah, it doesn't work out. And you're also like, you want to Austin, Texas in the summer again. Like that's. That's different. Vegas is working out. It seems to be. Yeah, um, Vegas, they got the winter destinations, and they're gonna. They're announcing one more winter says, destination yeah, too. A few days for maybe a fifth winter destination. Um, so hopefully that still means they're just nailing down the destinations where there's interest. Is that in. the jaw dropping one that they were talking about last week? No, I mean, the jaw dropping one is the new. They said would be the new winter destination. Yeah, they're announcing. yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, so, yeah, supposedly, so, which I think has to be. I mean, for it to be jaw dropping, I don't know. It, it's got to be Cal. It's got to be, it's like gotta be California, California right? I don't it's got to. The, the only thing that would really be jaw dropping, it feels like, is if it was Hawaii. But <laughs> I doubt it's Hawaii. I really doubt it's, it's Hawaii. But it'd be good if they got a California one in there as well. But but seriously though, what do you? I, I'm curious. Like, I think we're. I think most people in Lincoln are excited that this is. This is available just for quality of life situation. Even if you're not going to use it, it's good for the airport. I think it's overall. I think. The vast majority of people agree that this is a good thing, and so we want it to continue. I hope this isn't a bad sign. I have yet to book a flight on it. I was I was looking last night, and I think I'm probably I think I'm going to do it. I don't know. I just got to make it work with some plans to go somewhere in like November. Um, you don't even know where, where yet. Well, oh, I okay. yeah, well, I got a group okay. of friends that want to go. We might, oh, we might end up going to see what Las Vegas is I like gonna, during football season. I was going to say, I hope she, so, they didn't. I've, I've not been. I've never been to Vegas. Like, well, I went one time. It was before I was 21, and so we just like saw the sights. But uh, I was just hoping they didn't cancel your guys' trip to Minneapolis in November. So. <laughs> No, we're, Which, we're going up for a Vikings game. Here's yeah. a question, I though. I mean, that's like the football draw cities. Well, I, here's I my question, though. If they're that, canceling but... that Minneapolis one in early August, how many football te- fans were going up on that flight? Maybe they keep that one flight. I don't know. I, I, don't I, know. I, I didn't see anything about that in the... I, unless I missed it, I didn't see anything about that. I didn't see anything that. in the so report that would be <laughs> That would be a question that I've got, too. But anyway, we'll see what that new one is. But hopefully this just means... Again, I could kind of see it with Austin. Minneapolis, I thought might work though. Go up to I the. Did think see, I mean, you could go up there. Work. There's vacation stuff up there. Mall of America. There's there's baseball. There's yeah, and football, I hate that. I go up there frequently. Art. Enough. I don't know. I kind of get. I kind of get Atlanta. It's just not, doesn't feel like a huge touristy destination. And I definitely get Austin out working. Even Atlanta, though I'm sure it's a cool at, place. Yeah, Atlanta's a really cool city. Like the connector, if you wanted to go somewhere else, uh, right? But but the, like the leisure service yep. thing to Atlanta hey, might be tough. More beaches, more theme park, more gambling. That's what you need. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's that's kind of what you need. Number two. Uh, oh God, I keep forgetting that I'm the one that re- I cannot get. Uh, <laughs> and I don't have the script, otherwise I would jump in here every time. Oh yeah, the like big the big, ten, the big ten media days. Did you see? Uh, the vote on the standings for the Big Ten that came I did. out yesterday. Ne- I did, yes. Nebraska, fifth place in the Big Ten preseason poll done by media. Cleveland.com does this. The West projected standings. 
Wisconsin with a new coach. They still like him in the West, does the media. It was close, very close. One vote, as a matter of fact, between Wisconsin and Iowa. Iowa second, Minnesota third, Illinois fourth, Nebraska fifth, Purdue sixth, Northwestern seventh. Not surprisingly there. If you want to go to the East, Michigan over Ohio State this year. Pretty resoundingly. 27 first place votes to eight for Ohio State. Penn State did get two first place votes. And then Maryland, Michigan State, Rutgers, and Indiana. You follow this stuff better than I do anymore. And I would love to see the historical where we land this poll routinely. But this feels like one of the few times where we haven't been like super... Uh, overly optimistic or folks haven't put us like in the last handful of years like yeah i mean maybe we have an opportunity to exceed some expectations a couple of years back uh what night instead of starting out of the gate kind of behind the yeah behind pace (laughs) for where we need to be we'll hear by the way we'll hear from matt rule tomorrow uh the big story out of big 10 media days is northwestern has canceled the plans to bring its players with them all the other schools will bring three players northwestern's not going to do that I can't really blame them if their athletic director and their president have not spoke publicly about what's going on. Why should these players have to? And they're going to be they're going to get peppered with questions about that tons the of whole time. So no. now the interim coach or he's he's still got to do it. So that's going to be interesting today. They'll he'll be talking. So what a bad crazy situation. crazy more lawsuits coming into number one. I wanted to finish with this one. This is this is interesting here. Um, it's about milk. And a new study indicates, you know, a lot of people like plant-based milk that is exploding, whether it's almond milk, stuff made from seeds, nuts, grains, blends, supposed to be replacements. A lot of people, because of allergies, sometimes go to these as well. But according to a new study presented Monday in Boston, the meeting of the American Society for Nutrition analyzed nutrition labels and ingredients for 233 plant-based milk products from different manufacturers and found only 28 of the beverages had as much protein, vitamin, and calcium, vitamin D and calcium as cow's milk. About half were fortified with vitamin D, two-thirds fortified with calcium, and nearly 20% protein levels similar to cow's milk. So it, it is, uh, you're not getting everything. Although the quote from this, who is the assistant professor and associate director of the University of Minnesota School of Public Health Nutrition Coordinating Center said, I'm not seriously concerned about this as it's easy to get these nutrients from other sources and cow's milk certainly isn't perfect and infallible. But if a consumer thinks plant-based milks are a one-to-one substitution for dairy, many of them are not. Plus, they don't taste as good. Sorry if you have to drink it because of an allergy. Yeah, I mean, that's... uh, If you're substituting... I mean, if you're substituting it for health reasons or, like, because you want to, but, like... I I don't... don't, Hot take, Jag. I don't drink cow's milk. (laughs) Like, on cereal? Sure. A glass of milk with dinner anymore? Like, Uh, Not with dinner, but if I'm having a donut, if I'm having, like, peanut butter toast, if I'm having cake... Absolutely. No. I'm absolutely a milk guy. Yeah, no. Water is better. For well, I did I keto just, for like eight months person. once, and I tried to do the almond milk because it has lower carbs. Nah. Nope. Sorry. Not going to do it. I don't think no. I've ever had almond milk. Do it sometime. You'll enjoy I don't it. think I've ever had almond milk. I've, I've had t- soy. Yeah. Ooh. 757. Yeah, no. We'll take a break. It's LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. And look again. If you come across anything that gets in your way, call the traffic hotline 402-479-1414. Keeping you moving with time saver traffic. I'm Chris Lofgren. 
Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, it's 810. Welcome back, LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. I'm Jack Mitchell along with Tim Haruza, uh, Johnny Cadillac, Matt McMaster, and today along with Chris Lofgren and... We had a busy What Chapter I had Wednesday segment to start out the 7 o'clock hour. I had some problems with the phones, and I didn't even get to any of the text line items, and there was one I wanted to get back to as well with with Tim. So let me go back over real quick the ones that I missed on the text line. We've got to get everybody's chaps in here. Mexi Fry says on the text line, having all summer off to take it easy and taking two hours to pick a show movie to watch. Netflix, Prime Video, Disney, Paramount, Hulu, Peacock, Apple TV, Max, ESPN Plus, YTTV. I don't even know what that is. It's so... Oh, YouTube TV. It's so much to process. That's a, that is a good one. So true. That is an absolute... We, we ran into this, I don't know, a week or two ago. It's like, what well, do we... Finally get the kids to bed in our world, like you know, by yeah. eight thirty, nine o'clock on a Saturday. Oh, it's great. We're going to get to watch some TV, catch up on a show that we haven't watched. And then we sit in the basement like, what do you want to watch? I don't know. What is there? I don't know. Used to it. And then one of us will start looking through and the other one's scrolling on their phone. <laughs> it's like all of a sudden it's like 45 minutes. We haven't decided what we're going to watch. We, we tried to Happens do this all the time. We tried to do this with our entire family and it, we gave up. We gave up. It never it never worked. Um, so it, uh, What's yeah, hard for me, sometimes more choices is fewer choices. And I don't know if you use the, like, I don't use a cue in any of the apps. Like sometimes you can do like save to my favorites or whatever. Like I do. Star yeah, this I or, do. But mainly for the ones I, I should watch start all. a list on my phone. And then like, I just, I'm going to my notes or something. The problem is for me, I have plenty. I have stuff on there that I want to watch by myself. The problem comes when it's multiple people making oh, a decision. Absolutely. I mean, I yeah. I know where I'm going next with my next show. I usually do TV shows. I generally don't do movies, but I know I'm finishing. I know I'm behind the times. I've still have got to finish the last season of Ted Lasso, but I know I want to do the Bear. Right? I, I, know, I should watch the Bear. I forget about. I want to so. do the Bear. I know I want to do the Apple TV where everybody has their mind erased when they go to work. I know I want to do that one. Uh, I got to get. I've been taping the new Justified series. I got to get to. So I got a good cue there. Problem comes when even if it was just me and my wife, I have no idea where we would start. Yeah. Like, I feel like we ended up watching we ended up watching a movie. We settled on an hour and 35 minute long movie that was fine, but I was like after I got done, I was like that was a waste of time. Like, oh, it was it was okay. Like I wonder uh, if there are relationship concerns cuz my wife and I do not have any show anymore that we watch together. After being like, is that a prerequisite for a healthy relationship <laughs> is to have at least something, some show that you watch together? We have nothing. We're sort of we're sort of in we're sort of in this limbo period right now where the stuff that we regularly watch is either like it ended. Right. We've had season finales or there's like nothing. It's not coming out for a while. Um, then there's some where like and, you know, Rachel being a teacher has summers off and like and she's like plowed through a couple like the bear she watched i have not missed it and i'm like i really want to watch this but i missed it and i don't know when i'm i tend to listen to podcasts more right because i if i'm doing something i'm like i'm on the garage doing chores or i'm mowing the lawn or i'm out for a run i listen to podcasts because i don't have to pay attention to it on tv right so i just i don't know i'm sort of behind like we even tried to schedule 
uh, schedule out private time to have alone to watch a show together and pick the show. We picked Daisy Jones and the Six, and it worked for a couple of weeks. But after that, what is no, that? I've never heard of that. That's uh, an Amazon show about okay. this. It sort of looks like okay. it's a fictionalized account of Fleetwood Mac. But we just went away. I, I mean, like it. It it feels. We- <laughs> Sometimes there's this saying about the first thing that goes when relationships aren't going the right way. I wonder if it's that, or I wonder if it's having a TV show that you watch together. <laughs> because I feel any... like there's some similarities. I I am a I I don't know. I also have like I'm going through this thing in my mind where I'm like, man, one thing that I miss like societally is like this community experience, and we have it with streaming. But there's so many like, yeah. and by community experience, I mean like sitting down on Tuesday. The TGIF, right? That's a thing you and I grew up with, right? Yeah. Every Friday yeah, night, we people all... were talking about the shows. It Everybody doesn't happen anymore. The, same thing. the monoculture. Hap- yeah. The monoculture. Yeah, yeah. They're like, what a. And and I find myself with friends and stuff when we get together. Oh, what are you watching on TV? Right. And although although I would argue, find somebody who's not talking about Barbie or Oppenheimer this week. Oh, so, <laughs> I mean, same thing. But oof. I don't go to movies though. Yeah. So, okay. Man, well, you're I'm the one. Anti- you're the problem with the monoculture not existing. Then you're the you're the counterculturalist. Have time. I don't have the time. I'm, yeah. Well, same thing with watching a TV show with my wife. Oh, I got a headache tonight. Maybe next time. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. What else do we have? Uh, what chaps my eye? Moshpitch Chad said, Chad said, Old Chicago's air conditioning is down during this heat stroke. Oh, I feel bad for them if that's <sighs> actually the case. The Jeremy says, Funeral processions chap his hide. Take it. Okay. This is one we haven't done before. Said, I was stopped at a light yesterday when one came by. I don't mind waiting, but it annoys me that others don't pay attention and proceed to honk and freak out that I haven't gone through the light. Seems to be a dangerous practice in larger cities when everyone drives angry and in a hurry. Really? I've never had anyone honk at me to go past it. Have Ooh, you? I, I feel know. like that is a community understanding. I'll be honest with you. I don't know that I've s- encountered one in Lincoln. Oh, God. Maybe bet, not since I've been here. I bet. Maybe I bet it's just I the routes one, I take. Like, I, I see I'm one not in the middle of the day too often. But one or I two don't, a year. I don't know that I've encountered one. But, I, yeah, I, people not paying attention to what's going on is a thing. That's definitely a thing. Lori, uh, Lori says the incessant reporting by the national media about the weather. I understand it's been unusually hot in some areas, but the media reports temps in the 90s in the Midwest is the lead story. Hello, it's July. Yeah, I think there's some uh, there there's some truth to that. The other thing though that I I would point out just defending the media is people just love talking about the weather. <laughs> Myself included. And, and and it is an all-time forever conversation starter. I it put is. it in the morning drive this morning. It is. And I just yeah. even I get it. It's not and and my point was on that that it was not history making. Um, but I still want to talk about it all the it's time. It's also it's so. also a little bit of like you gotta know you you kind of need to know what's coming up or what's going on right when we've got forecasting right. and those sorts of things. But the cop, I folks, when I was fourteen years old, I got my first part time job at McDonald's, and I'll tell you that the coffee shop talk among the folks that used to come out there and have their oh, thirty five cent cup of coffee every morning. Yep. Every morning was the weather. Oh. Every morning. Listen, I'm whether not- it was hundred degrees or whether it was eighty degrees or what it was gonna be next week or when it was gonna storm, it is it is the everyday talk that people talk. I'm not going to stereotype anything, but go into High V this Saturday at six fifteen in the morning and see what the topic du jour is. When's it's it, not football season. Uh, yet. We got a lot of rain <laughs> in the last couple of weeks. When's it going to rain again? 
Uh, let's see. Chris says it chaps his hide that his wife and he didn't wait uh, didn't wait until now instead of June to visit Breckenridge, where the forecast highs are in the seventies. Uh, meaning, I think what he's meaning is it soon. would have been a yeah. It's, a mistake. it's like going to it's like going to the beach in uh, it's like going to the beach in July. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, I'd really like to see Phoenix. Maybe we should go this week, man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, January trip. I bet you down can to get the desert. Some, I bet be... you get some good deals on hotel rooms in Scottsdale, right? Yeah. Uh, golf courses, get on those, right? <laughs> oh, golf, in, <laughs> golf in Arizona right now has got to be fun. Hey, but, but just, like you're dying to do it in February. Right. But uh, Chicken Rich says, when the waiter asks, what will we have? Listen, buddy, I never invited you to have the meal with me, <laughs> but if you join me, I'm not buying it. We're, we are dining today. <laughs> what will we have? Uh, that's a good one. Let's see. I think that, oh, here's a, I like this one too from Kathy. Says, uh, what chaps my hide, double lines at drive-thrus. You definitely go to your lane first. They finish with the other lane, and you both wait. Of course, they start with the other car, and you have to wait till they take that order. I feel bad. I, I feel a little guilty about this. The biggest double lane situation I encounter is at the pharmacy Okay, that I go to. And it seems like, unquestionably, you're gonna cut, you come up in a situation where there's an odd number of cars there. Right? And you, there's an odd number of cars there. So, for instance, there's two that are at the front, and then there's one behind at one lane. And obviously, obviously, the choice at that moment, as any reasonable person would to do, is to go behind the one car. Yep. But I've also noticed, to my benefit, very frequently, I end up getting served prior to the person who is in the other lane and who is there before me in the same position in line. So... I did, there there can be inequitable. I understand that. I, I and I've taken the benefit of it many times. As someone who has using this microphone and this platform repeatedly advocated for the more common use of the zipper merge, Jack. Yeah. Uh it it makes sense, right? The drive-throughs use it. I, Chick-fil-A like revolutionized the double lane people coming out getting your order thing. It's now everywhere. Like the first time I ever encountered the like people walking to me instead of waiting for me to get to the ordering area was Chick-fil-A. And it works because they get your order, then they can start queuing up the food and get you through the line faster. I know. They're doing it at coffee shops now. Like I'm seeing it there like at busy times they'll come out I don't with their know little how handheld they don't mess order that up more. It's crazy. I it is a it is a logistic thing that's getting figured out. But when you when you merge two lanes, it makes the line shorter, right? So it takes up less space, and it allows them to figure it out and right. queue things up. Well, the, as long as they have a system for it on the back end, it will be faster for everyone. the The pharmacy situation, I have been there. What my issue usually is is I take the shorter line, and then I'm. I'm behind the person who's having the most questions, oh trouble, gosh. whatever. For whatever reason, some they're having I, a hard time. Some and of them, like, I can't imagine. Five how people it could went take over on long. this side, and here I am. Like, what, <laughs> what is happening? Are you actually having the doctor appointment that's, up there? That's the regret I always have. Is like, why I can't back up and get into the other lane? Exactly, Johnny. You were saying yeah, something. No, well, with the two lanes, though, how often do you get to the window to pick up your food, and they try uh, at first try giving you somebody else's food? Because I have that constantly. Oh, really? The two lane drive through. Oh, okay. Right. Like, oh, did you order this? I said, no, I ordered that. And that's what I. That's what I was names. saying. I'm surprised yeah. that doesn't happen more. But it maybe takes. It, does it takes. A lot. It takes. It takes some sort of system on the back end. I've not done it. I don't know. You gotta have a line hey, of. Can I say this though? Having a human person 
and I know a human person normally takes your order at the drive-through via the speaker. Having a person standing there with the iPad, there's so much pressure. It stresses, <laughs> it me, stresses out. me out. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm holding the menu in front of you. It's like I don't know. I haven't looked at. It there was one place I went that I think they're. <laughs> I don't know why they were doing it. They don't normally do it with the with the kid out there with the iPad. But they were doing. It wasn't Chick Fil A. It was somewhere else, and they were doing it. And I wasn't expecting it. And they were a little bit in front of the menu. And this is a place I've been, you know, five hundred times in my life. <laughs> but can you move? Can you slide over? But, can you step but to the like, side? like I could not handle it. I was like, I I can't see the menu. How will I even know what my choices are? That is. <laughs> there is like a weird. There is a weird amount of pressure when you're like, I I don't know what to get for the side. Granted, most of those places have a fairly limited menu, right? You're not, there's so many options at the chicken place. Yeah, I don't so. know why, but I just do not like a human person looking me in the eye when I'm making my fast food order. Well, just, it's it's the I don't like it. It's the uncomfortableness of like I'm not if I'm not talking right. the whole time. What's going to happen? How is this exchange going? Uh, you just have to be more comfortable. You know that what? They're going to wait a moment. Give me a they computer. Can wait a moment. I like the warmth of a computer in that situation. <laughs> Are you one of those people I, that walks in now to like the fast food restaurant and walks to yes. the kiosk immediately and tries I, to push the buttons? I like than, the warmth and understanding of a touch screen <laughs> uh josh says uh, jo- josh says chaps my hide the lps just figured out that cell phones lead to distraction in the classroom it i it is i do wonder how they got to the point where it was allowed why it was allowed how it, exactly what was allowed there's a, there's got to i mean but they're not the only school district, it's ultimately by the a, way. it's ultimately a breaking point i here's the thing i imagine just like any other thing that's happening in school policy these days it had to have started with what's the path of least resistance with parents yeah so like it has to be probably i i do think we're sort of getting to a place community i mean granted Elementary school kids with phones is wild to me, uh, but there are parents who are making those choices. Oh, God. At, there, we're probably getting to a place, too, where there's more of a community agreement that these things are bad for kids in a focused environment. And so maybe you're just like, fine, the parent that calls that's upset that their kid got their phone taken away will just deal with that you know because what? it's very clear there's no question about it. But there has to be a time when it's like, look, if I take that kid a phone, kid's phone away, then I got 10 parents, 20 parents, 30, whatever, however many Parents are going to be calling and complaining. Why? And why were they, but the why? Why were they complaining about the kid? So they could text him during class? Is that what it was? It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, for for the same reason that parents call over every hey. little thing well, that teachers and administrators have. Do you know what? I've compensated the other direction because there are so many over-aggressive parents about every little thing in schools. I pay no attention, basically. I, I don't. I don't. I, we, I'm. I, what, what's the opposite of a helicopter parent? A submarine parent? That's what I am. I don't even have a child in school, hey. but our our daycare, the preschool, whatever, does still does like parent teacher conferences. I still remember going to parent teacher conference, and I I went alone because there was like a scheduling deal, and I walked in. I was like. I just the one thing I want. I apologize if we are overbearing. If like I hope I'm not <laughs> I one know, of those. I, pro- I just I hope I'm not a problem parent. She's like she looks at me. She's like, look, you guys are great. Uh, right. I just don't. I don't. I don't really like ask a ton of questions. Like, I, I just do- assume that the teachers and the the the. Like the, that, they'll take care of the kid, right? right? Or if there's something going on, they'll tell me. I just at the end of them, maybe I'm too hands off, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty trusting. At the end of the conferences in high school, I'm always like, "Hey, thanks for doing this. I'm sure it's not easy." <laughs> this, this has to be like, I, like, I appreciate that you're still doing it. I always try and say something, something like that at the end. But no, I, I, I aggressively do not get angry or, or you know. 
testify at a school board meeting at these things just to try and even things out. Just I mean, a granted, bit. granted, if you got and my kids are, you, gonna, are turning out fine. If by you the have way, a classroom situation record. where things are, you know, like where things are hard or like th- I get it. I get why parents are engaged. But I also think there are a ton of parents who are messing with stuff that they just shouldn't mess with. So uh, not me. Maybe my entire world will change here in like five years when I'm dealing not with me. Uh, <laughs> elementary public schools and stuff. finishing this out mike dub just texted in and said jack admitting the shame of ordering fast food in person yeah there's a little bit of that too i probably shouldn't be here <laughs> could you not tell anyone about this i'm kind of a public figure <laughs> you didn't see Please, me you're not gonna my order is protected by hipaa right <laughs> all right it's it's eight twenty six. All right, Tim's going to take off here. Tim, thank you for joining us. These yeah, it's four been days fun. Over Thanks the last for having couple me. Weeks. It's, uh, I, I really it. appreciate it. I had a fun time with you. Lots of laughs, lots of fun. So uh, appreciate it. Hopefully, we do it again soon. All right, I got sports coming up next. John Heat indices this afternoon anywhere from one hundred and five to one hundred and ten degrees, along with a northerly flow anywhere from five to fifteen miles per hour. For the Channel Eight Storm Alert team, I'm meteorologist Malcolm Byron. He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska airwaves for nearly three decades. It's Old Timers Day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bishop. And the day is here. Is this the beginning of football season? Not football games, not the schedule. Is this the beginning of football season? Because we're talking about it in an official capacity starting in... A little less than an hour when Tony Petiti starts the uh, starts the Big Ten media days in Indianapolis. The Big Ten commissioner, uh, followed by coaches from Illinois, Rutgers, Michigan State, Northwestern, Penn State, Iowa, and Ohio State. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. John Bishop joins us right now from Sister Station 1620 The Zone. Good morning, John. How are you doing today? Oh, not bad. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't classify this as the start of football season. Okay. This is this is talking season. Talking season, but officially yeah, just, talking. I mean, it's talking season all summer for a lot of us. But it's a it's well, official yeah. Season. But you know, it, it, the the thing is, well, I, I'll say this: uh, the SEC makes it interesting because their coaches are usually making smart aleck quips to each other. Um, even the AAC yesterday, you get coaches who are mad because they only ask three questions and they storm off the stage. Really? I didn't see that. Yeah. Biff Pogi, who's the head coach, the new head coach at Charlotte. I don't know if y'all know this, but Charlotte is now in the AAC for those of you who keep track of such things. Absolutely did not know that. Yeah. Um, anyway, they, he only took three questions and, and he pretty much, and is it, that's it. Three questions? Oh, I guess you all just don't think very much of us. And and Charlotte was picked last, and he just stormed off the stage. It's it's all over the the oh the, the X sphere. If you want to watch it on the X, I, do, I missed it somehow yesterday. But that is like the the dead opposite of the traditional football coaches relationship yeah. with the media, yeah. trying to get out of there as fast as possible. That dude wanted to stay there, uh, answer questions all afternoon. I guess that's somewhere somewhere on a golf course in Arizona. Scott Frost is saying. Where was this? Where was that? That I needed it. Where was this? I got bitched at yesterday, last year because I made a five-second opening statement. Oh, my gosh. Um, so it's it's day one today, and, and David Braun of Northwestern goes today. He is the acting head coach, interim head coach, whatever you want to call it, for Northwestern. Um, I assume this is going to kind of overshadow the entire day. It's It's going to be hard to sort of get much out of today other than what happens there. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, everything is, you know, this is usually that time where everything is, you know, happy talk and right. You know, we're, we're previewing all this good stuff, but you know, you got Northwestern and, and every day there's like a new, actually yesterday it was like a flood of new stuff. You had the president finally talking to the school newspaper. Um, but then perhaps inadvertently, um, you know, making life more difficult for his attorneys by saying, well, we're going to give everyone else due process, but not the head coach. And, and then, and then the athletic director who decided, um, you know, or not decided, but wrote a book 10 years ago that may have had some interesting passages in it. Uh, and then Michigan, you know, having its issues with, with Jim yeah. Harbaugh, by the way, how convenient is that? He's going to sit out four games and be back for guess what? Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Just a, it's a great conference though. You know, <laughs> there's always, there's, there's never a shortage of, of good stuff. And Jim Leonard is back. Yes. Yeah. I thought it was Jim, gone. Jim Leonard, Jim Leonard is he's back. Going he's going to be an analyst. Brett Bielema, Brett Bielema, he'll probably talk about that today. Bielema hires uh, Leonard from Wisconsin. Obviously, they have a relationship because Bielema coached at Wisconsin. Um, was that when Le- was he coaching there when Leonard played? Probably, I would think. Um, and so, yeah, probably. But th- regardless, they've got a relationship because of that. And I bet Bielema was smiling ear to ear every moment of that whole situation. Don't you think? Oh, oh no question, no question. Uh, yeah, Wisconsin. Let's see. When did he play at Wisconsin? Uh, two thousand one to two 2000- thousand. 2004. Was Bielema there for? Was out? Was Alvarez still? Alvarez would have still been there for most of that, I think. Well, the yeah, Alvarez was the uh, 2004. Yeah, you know what? They're, they only intersected for one year. Okay. When Bielema was the defensive coordinator in 2004, he came over from Kansas State. So they would have intersected one year. Interesting. So that's even, actually that makes it even better, to be honest. Sure, <laughs> that makes it even even better and probably more frustrating to uh, to Wisconsin fans to see that. And I don't know. I think I I, I think that people. I saw the standings that that come out. Um, I, Nebraska was where I expected them in fifth, but I see Illinois in fourth. John. If I had anything I could disagree with or or bet that was wrong in the standings, I'm going to bet the Illinois being fourth. I think that's going to be too low in the West. I think, yeah, I'm you know, almost sure of it. There, there is good money to be made somewhere in the West when it comes to futures picks, uh, because this is such a, a, a screwed up division. You know, and I know that you and Josh have been going back and forth on your I-80 pod about, you know, Wisconsin, and that's kind of the topic du jour this week of, of uh, you know, why is Illinois, or I'm sorry, why is Wisconsin seeing so much love? But, you know, really, there's there's likely to be a team that is going to way exceed its projection and another team that's going to way yep come in it always happens it always happens and 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 this year's not going to be any different the question is going to be which team is it that we're talking about and 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 we shouldn't say it in such a way that it'd be like um you know uh like the the arizona cardinals winning the nfc west we're not talking about that kind because there's a huge gap in that division this this division there's not that huge a gap one through six Seven, obviously, Northwestern, we can throw them aside. But one through six, there's not that big a gap between the teams. So, you know, like, for example, if Nebraska wins the division, while a lot of people will be shocked, I won't be shocked 
because again, this division, everyone's pretty much tightly packed, nor would it shock me if, you know, Wisconsin laid an egg this year and, and finished under 500. None of nothing would surprise me. Yeah. Um, outside of, you know, Northwest, this much I'll say if Northwestern finishes above seventh place, then David Braun, the interim coach, should be the Big Ten coach of the year, period. That much I'll say. Probably. Because, yeah. I mean, they I, someone actually voted Northwestern not in last place in that Cleveland.com poll. I'd like to find this person and find out what they were drinking. Yeah. Because I don't see it. I really don't. They just lost another starting safety to the transfer portal this morning. Um, you know, and I just outlined some of the other screwball stuff that's been happening this week. I just I don't see how that doesn't happen. So I'm I'm putting that in pen. But everyone above them, it's a jumbled mess in, in a lot of ways. I mean, I, I'm probably leaning Iowa right now uh, only because they're the safest bet. I agree. You know, I agree. and I know I misspoke last week on your show. For some reason, I had next year's schedule conflated with this year's schedule. Yeah. Iowa's got a cake schedule. I know Wisconsin does too, but Iowa's the most consistent thing. And they have, at least on paper, upgraded their weakest part, and that was their offense. Now, how much they upgraded, I don't know, but all they needed to do was improve by just a little bit, and they would have been in the conference championship last year. And while so. they while they do lose um, some parts of that defense, there's still a lot of guys there uh, yeah. from, from that defense last year that was so dominating. That's why I've got them, too. I think, I think there's just way too many questions about Wisconsin. They could be – listen, if that Wisconsin offense works quickly, if, if the transfer from SMU Mordecai uh, is able to, to, to really step in and get that offense going without a lot of growing pains, one of those receivers that are all transfers for the most part at Wisconsin uh, really gets moving, they could do it. But – if they, I mean, but they're going to need that. They're going to need to have something, not the typical growing pains when you have a system change like they do, despite the fact that they've got potentially the best running back in the Big Ten and maybe the best running back, maybe one of the best running backs in the nation. That's my, that's, that's yeah. my thing with them. And, and, and like going back to what I said originally though, I think people, I, I, I'm, I'm a believer in Bielema at Illinois after last year, um, after these two years. That he's been there, and you know they lose their starting quarterback, Danny DeVito's son. Obviously, uh, they lose their starting <laughs> running back. They lose some guys in the NFL, but it's kind of like Iowa too. They lose a few guys to the NFL on defense. They bring back some All Conference players on defense too. Um, and I just, I trust him as a coach right now as much as I trust any coach in the Big Ten West at this point. Probably. Let me throw this out here because this is something I was thinking about this morning uh, to try to turn things back here to home. We all acknowledge that the quarterback position is the most position, most important position in football. Maybe it's the most important position in sports. Now, it's not the only position, obviously. You can have a great quarterback and still not have a great team. But, you know, having a great quarterback uh, is, is um, it's a big deal. If we could argue, based on some of the happy talk that we've been hearing lately, that Jeff Sims could be the best quarterback in the division. Doesn't that make you think that Nebraska's got a fighting chance? If we could acknowledge that Jeff Sims is, a, if he if he is if he plays as well as Marcus Satterfield seems to think he can, there's an argument to be made easily 
that he, he will be the best quarterback in the division. That gives Nebraska a fighting chance, in my opinion. I, yeah, I would think so. Although, well, I guess, yeah, I guess I was going to say, but Nebraska probably had the, the second best quarterback last year, um, with the exception of Aiden O'Connell, although he was and, hurt. And he that was is fair. And games. that is fair. He was hurt for some key games, but man, there weren't quarterbacks anywhere else that I would, I would take Casey Thompson's, uh, Casey Thompson's season last year over. Anything that anybody's doing at Wisconsin, Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota. That's very uh, fair. But that's very fair. But I do but but to your original point, I mean it's it's there for the taking if he can do it. Right? Yes. I mean, we don't yes. know. There's there's a lot more you got two transfer guys in in, in Iowa and Wisconsin um that, that you focus on a lot. I, McNamara coming from Michigan to Iowa, obviously, and then I mentioned Which is a good upgrade. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying it's not. Right. It's a good upgrade. And he could be the guy he could be the guy in the Big Ten West. Mordecai could put up gaudy numbers too. Uh, he's yes. done that, goodness knows he's done that at SMU. It'll be fascinating though how he he switches from crazy SMU games that are sixty three to you know fifty five uh, late on Saturday night to a Wisconsin game. I just I still can't get my and I understand they're not only going to pass that North Carolina offenses that that their offensive coordinator ran you know did ran a lot too, but there's just so many questions about how that'll work. So uh, my only point is John is if you're right if what Satterfield said is true that's possible. Uh, that's possible now. But you, you mentioned those three, and they're all transfers, and they're all coming in from different schools. But, and this goes back to my point about Iowa, McNamara's played in the conference before. And I know some people like to downplay, you know, conference experience, but it does matter. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's he's faced these schools. He he knows the lay of the land. He knows, you know... He, he, he's, got, he's just got the feel for it. And, and McNamara was a good quarterback uh, at, at, uh, at Michigan. Yeah. And so that, that again spirals back to, you know, the Hawkeyes, I think being the safest pick right now. But I, I don't think it's terribly far off to think that, you know, Jeff Sims could be the best quarterback in the division or at least put up the kind of numbers that, you know, has the best season or make, maybe makes the biggest difference in his team. In terms of because because you know the Nebraska is really going to have to lean on you know his talents because we don't know how good the offensive line or how much the offensive line is going to improve. We, we still have a lot of questions about the running back room. Obviously, whatever Nebraska can get out of the receiving core, um, you know, uh, is 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 still in question. Tight end is deep, but how good is it from right. a quality standpoint? You know, it's a lot of unproven to to a large degree. So, yeah, Nebraska is going to definitely have to lean on Sims a lot. Um, but you know, I think I think there's the the chance is there if again the happy talk matches the performance. What um what question? What do you think people? You know, how much do you think we hear from Rule on maybe those position battles? What do you think the the discussion is going to pip kind of go toward at Big Ten media days? Like, I, I mean, I guess I guess the question is kind of what would we be asking if we were there in this whole in this whole situation? Yeah, you know, the thing is. This usually is that time where we get a chance to really catch up. And so we get a lot of information fed to us through a fire hose. But Matt Rule's been probably more active, at least in terms of being open to the media over the last few months than most other coaches in recent memory. Um, so it's not like, 
It's not like past years where it's like, man, we haven't heard from Coach Frost since April. We haven't heard from Coach Riley since May or whatever. We've heard a little bit, you know, bits and pieces through the summer from Matt Rule. So I don't know if we're going to get a lot of a lot of new stuff today. And of course, a place like this is is like Matt Rule's happy place because he's going to get a chance. There's going to be a lot of national and regional media there. Really a good chance for him to, you know, just talk in general, kind of give his sermon about, you know, what it is he wants Nebraska to be. So I don't know if we're going to get a ton of detail. I know our local press is there. I know Gary and Connor are there from our radio station. And when they get the chance to sit down in the side sessions, we'll probably get some more granular details. But, you know, the stuff we'll see today on on BTN, uh, tomorrow, I should say, on BTN, um, I don't know if we're going to get a lot of a lot of finer details. Um, a lot of that stuff will come out a, a little bit later. So, um, but yeah. but I think I, I would not be surprised after these two days that you'll see a lot of glowing articles and reviews on podcasts about man that Matt Rule. You know, he's he sounds like he's got his act together. Yeah. It would not surprise me if we get a lot of that over right. the weekend. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and Nebraska fans are all saying, yeah, well, let's let's see it in some games. Uh, yeah, obviously, sure. but you're right. You're right. Yeah, and the big things, and I don't know if there are answers to these yet, but the big kind of. I, I love sort of the personnel questions right now. These are the things that I'm thinking about. Like, you know, I'm wondering, I'm wondering, you know, are you going to get, uh, are you going to have four or five wide receivers that can, that can play regularly? Like there's so, such little depth in that room. Um, that I want to know that and who, who that might be beyond the obvious guys. I want to know if there's an odd man out on that offensive line at this point because, there's four guys, right, that that probably could be a starter or could not be a starter on that offensive line, depending on on several things. How health, a big one being Teddy Prohaska's health and, and ability. That's a, so that's a huge question that I've got um, in terms. And then staying on the offensive side is is just that running back position too. How do you manage that? Who's the guy? Is Gabe Irvin the guy? If so, how do you use Anthony Grant? Uh, how do you use Ramir Johnson? Those sorts of things. I think those are probably the three personnel things all on the offensive side that I'm most interested in right now. Right. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, especially in the running back room, I'll be, I'll be surprised if there is a, a you know, a, a real hard and fast pecking yeah. order. Yeah. Um, you know, I think they're going to split a lot of carries this season, uh, between at least the top two, if not the top three. Um, you know, and then there's obviously to me, the more, in- the most interesting thing is what exactly should we expect to see offensively? Cause I'm not a hundred percent sold that what we got in the spring game is going to be a carbon copy of what we see in the fall. Um, I could be wrong, but you know, just how that offense is going to look and, and it'll probably tell us a lot about the confidence they have in, in, in any of those position battles you talked about in terms of how heavily they lean one way or another, especially in the first, you know, couple, three ball games of the season. So yeah, a lot of stuff to be, you know, fleshed out. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think the month of August will be a, a rather fascinating one. And if we get, you know, some, I don't know if we'll get a lot of hard and fast answers because there's still an element of surprise that Nebraska is going to have. And especially when you're opening against a conference rival on the road on a Thursday night, you're going to want to hold some of that in. So there's going to be some lingering mystery 
going into that first game um, because I think, you know, that's the way you want to play it. You know, right. Nebraska wants to come in with their best foot forward, and yeah. if that means a little surprise and shock and surprise, then so be it. Oh, yeah, the other question I forgot is when are the black shirts coming out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, how are they going to handle that? Yeah. You know, How are you I, handling the black shirts? You know, so uh, far, you know, outside of uh, Monday's, you know, Big big breakfast overreaction. Oh, you know we haven't had that big controversy yet this off season. Yeah. Uh, you know yeah. how how the black shirts are dealt with will be uh, high on some people's list. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, John, it'll be it'll be fun and uh, interesting to actually have some uh, content from a variety of sources in the Big Ten uh, as you and I are both talking about it over the next few days. So enjoy that. I'll be listening this afternoon. We will talk to you uh, next week. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. There you go, John Bishop. Uh, 1620 The Zone, sister station on Sportsmanlike Conduct, co-host. All right, we'll grab a break. Safe to six, wrap up the show after this on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 858 as we wrap up the show. We're at 79 degrees in the capital city tomorrow on the show. Thursday, we got Mark Vale coming back. I think a lot of people are happy. And we are giving away tickets to train at Pinewood Bowl. Hey, Soul Sister, and many other hits. Uh, they'll be playing those. And you can see them at Pinewood Bowl August 4th. And you can see them at Pinewood Bowl on August 4th for free if you win our contest. So be listening for that cue to call tomorrow at 710. Also, the return of Greg Sharp. He is going to be back, the voice of the Big Red, on the uh, on the day that Matt Rule talks. So I'm sure we'll have reaction to the first day of Big Ten Media Days. A little bit of preview like John and I just did of what Matt, Matt Rule has to say and any of the news that he's been getting on Sports Nightly uh, about the football team. And then uh, we'll also have the Grow Lincoln team. So they'll join us as well this afternoon on the Dan's Parsons Show with Doug Fitzgerald sitting in. Uh, he'll have Jason Ball, among other things, the day's news and more. Have a great day, everybody. Stay cool out there. It's a 9 o'clock KLI on Lincoln.